Welcome on in to the While We're Waiting podcast. I'm your host, CJ Dieters. Today's episode, we have a little bit of a fun topic to talk about. We're talking 90s movies, and I'm joined by a special guest, my sister Kayla. Kayla, thank you for joining me. Thank you. <laughs> so the reason I want to talk about 90s movies today is Kayla and I, you know, we born, grew up in the 90s. You are born in, what, 91? Yep. I was born in 93. Um... We're a big movie family. We love quoting movies. We love talking about movies. Um, and so I thought it'd be fun just to talk about movies that we watched as kids or movies that we've seen as adults that were from that time period we gone back and watched. Um, so we're just going to, you know, we have a list of about 20 movies here. We're going to rifle through. And uh, so I'll just go ahead and get us started here. So the very first movie is Tombstone. Um, now, Kayla, you, I know you haven't seen this one, um, but this is Kurt Russell, Sam Elliott, Bill Paxton, uh, and uh, Val Kilmer, some of the big names of the 90s, and it's Bill pa- or, uh, Kurt Russell's character, he's Wyatt Earp, the, uh, the lawman that didn't always follow the rules, um, you know, they... They they uh, settled the West. They they kind of kept things in line, but they they did it their own way. Val Kimmer plays the gunslinger Doc Holliday, and he's probably the best character in, in this entire movie. He's going through <laughs> tuberculosis, but he's also a gunslinger at the same time. Um, just an absolutely fantastic movie from the '90s. Uh, one that I didn't see until I was an adult, though. Okay. So Kayla, I think you're up next. Uh, the next one is Heavyweights. Um, it's always a classic with Ben Stiller. Yeah. I don't really know all the actors' names. But it's a very fun movie to quote, and it just never gets old. Yeah, Ben, ben Stiller's character uh, in that movie is my absolute favorite. <laughs> this way over-the-top drill sergeant dealing with, you know, overweight teenagers. <laughs> Lunch has been canceled due to lack of hustle. <laughs> one of the best parts. Oh man, and then he's got the car- the the sidekick Lars. Uh, <laughs> uh, how are you doing, Lars? I'm feeling skinny, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was funny last night. Sophie had some gold fish, but they were bunnies, and so every time she pulled one out, she go bunny. So it just made me think of bunny. Well, I have them on the body system. What? <laughs> yeah, that one. That's such a great movie. Such a great um, one. Next up, I have Office Space. Um, this is another one I didn't see until I was an adult. And this is one, a lot of this stuff, you know, you can show your kids, you know, that's cool. A lot of this stuff that was rated R or very highly PG 13. So be careful with what you decide to watch. Um, off of this list. Office Space has a, one scene of nudity. The rest of its language is why it's rated R. Um, but Office Space, it's like the exact um, representation of working in an office. <laughs> you have all these bosses that are just above you as a boss because they've been there for so long, not because they have any expertise in what they do. Um, the main character in this movie, I can't remember his name, um, but he... He works on a computer all day. His entire job is to go through lines of code. And they're switching from the year 1999 to 2000. 
Well, the computer would normally generate it to go 98, 99, you know, and so on. But the code in the computer, it can only, uh, or when it goes to double zero, it thinks it went to the year zero. So he has to go in there. His entire job is to manually go in anywhere there's a 99, switch it to 2000. That's his entire job. He's got like seven bosses. Um, one, one of his bosses is played by Gary Cole, and it's he does a, a, an amazing job. Um, Gary Cole plays the dad on Kim Possible. Oh, okay. Um, but he, uh, the, one of the very first opening scenes, Peter, that's his name. Peter is uh, just sitting at his desk, and one of his bosses comes up, and he goes, Hey, Peter. Uh, so we, you know, you know, we, uh, we're putting this new cover sheet on the TPS reports now. Uh, did you get that memo? And he goes, yeah, I got it. I forgot. You know, I, I got it. I'm on top of it. He goes, well, I'll get you another copy of that memo. He's like, no, I got the memo right here. Like, <laughs> like I got it. Like, I'll fix it. And then another boss comes up and does the exact same thing. And then Gary Cole's character comes up. He goes, so, Peter, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you heard or not, but we're using a new cover sheet for the TPS reports. <laughs> so... Yeah, if you could just start using that, that'd be great. Thanks. But just, and then uh, Jennifer Aniston is in this movie as well. Um, just, oh, uh, if you if you're looking for something really funny to watch that also just encapsulates the '90s, um, the music at the time, the. Uh, the cars that they're driving at the time, like Office Space is a great movie to watch for that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're up. Uh, next one I have is Parent Trap. Good old Lindsay Lohan playing her twin. Yeah. It's just a feel-good movie. It's fun to watch. You know, Lind- Lindsay Lohan has some great movies before she kind of went off the rails. Yeah, I think she's making a comeback, though, is what I've heard. But yeah, she has great Disney movies. <laughs> and then, you know, Parent Trap, you got Dennis Quaid as well. Yes. And I can't remember her name, but the girl that plays Meredith Blake, she's fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then isn't the mom that... I can't remember her name either. It's been a minute since I've watched it. Didn't she die? Uh, I think she died. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, sad. <laughs> that may be one of my favorite scenes from that movie. Is I do this basically anytime I go out in the woods. Is they tell Meredith that mm-hmm. there's uh, mountain lions where they're <laughs> where they're going camping, so she's out there smacking pieces of wood together. Like, what are you doing? Shit. Trying to make sure the mount lines don't come out. There are no mount lines out here. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, so the next one I had is Mrs. Doubtfire. And this is one that I just, I don't think would be allowed to be made now. Um, Probably not. Mostly with the, uh, you know, the political correctness around, you know, gender and all that stuff. But it's... One of my favorite movies. It's probably, it might be my favorite Robin Williams movie. Robin Williams is such a great actor, such a great comedic actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, James Bond in it. I can't remember what his the actor's oh, yeah. name is. Um, <laughs> but you know, uh, so Robin Williams is married to Sally Field's character. They get divorced, so Robin Williams can only see his kids. I think it's once every two weeks. So of course, you know, he dresses up as as an old lady to be the nanny for the kids, to be the uh, you know, to watch the kids, while he's also trying to to. Uh, Keep, I can't think of what his name is. Oh, Pierce Brosnan. Oh, yeah. Trying to keep Pierce Brosnan's character away from uh, becoming like the stepdad, becoming the new dad. And which has one of the greatest lines in, uh, in a movie is where they're at the pool <laughs> and uh, he throws uh, like an apple or something at the back of Pierce Brosnan's head. And he flips around and he goes, goes oh, oh, I... There was a there's an angry man here, <laughs> and he it was a run by fruiting. <laughs> I forgot about that. What does he say when he brings him the piece of his car? Oh, uh, I, I can't remember. He, I can't he brings remember. the hood ornament. Yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, did this? I think this may have fallen off your vehicle. <laughs> he's like, oh, that's that's mine. He goes, whoa. Oops. <laughs> Man driving a car like that is compensating for something. <laughs> uh, and then uh, when the, uh, the uh, what do you call it, the family services lady oh, comes yeah. over to her house. And at first he's dressed like Yuva Janiya Doubtfire, <laughs> but he's supposed to be Danny or uh, Daniel. Uh, so he has to keep going back and forth, getting dressed. And then the lady comes into the kitchen when she he doesn't have enough time to... to or the face falls out the window. That's what happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. He doesn't have enough time to figure out a face, so he smashes his face in the pie. Hello! Hello! <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's great. Oh, man. That's funny. Uh, the next one we have is Father of the Bride. Which always funny. Steve Martin. What's that guy's name? The Frank. Frank. Oh yeah, played What's by Martin Short. Yeah, so funny. Um, his daughter announces that she's getting married, and then Steve Martin's character just like freaks out over everything. Has that awesome scene in the grocery store where he's like, "I'm not gonna buy all these extra buns." George Banks isn't doing it anymore. <laughs> Who's George Banks? Me! <laughs> you know, Steve Martin, he's an extremely funny guy, but he his best role is playing, like, the straight man in a comedy mm-hmm. where he, he can freak out, he can have his comedic scenes, but he, he keeps things at a level to where it's believable, to where they can keep the scenes moving. I think that's probably his best attribute as an actor, mm-hmm. whether it be in like the Three Amigos, The Jerk, um, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Like he's always that. It's the same. It's exact same role that David Spade plays um, when he's with Chris Farley. Oh yeah. Where there's the silliness, but somebody's got to keep things moving, got to keep things intact while still being funny themselves. Yeah. And Martin Short's character in Father of the Bride <laughs> is just great. Frank. 
when I, the uh, in the, this isn't the first one, but the second one, the the girls are pregnant. <laughs> Frank comes over and they start working out. He's all, he's all, uh, what? I can't remember what he says. Little baby work. Oh, make yeah. the make the babies gleeful. Well, the next thing we'll do is select the cock. <laughs> Excuse me, what the the cock? You know, cream frosting the cock. <laughs> oh, that's a good uh, one. So the next one I had is Rocket Man, and not the stupid Elton John one that they made <laughs> in 2019. The masterpiece that they made in the 90s <laughs> with um. Oh, I can't think of his name now. I can't think of it either. The main actor. Um, crap, I can't think of what his name is. The guy uh, that created Puppy Dog Pals or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, extremely silly movie. Um, NASA decides that they're going to go to Mars. And Steve Randall is the character. He's the one that designed like the... Uh, the pod that basically allows them to land on Mars and the computer scientist working for NASA can't quite figure it out. He can. And they put him through all these, these tests at NASA to make sure that he's fit to be an astronaut. Um, they end up picking him to go. Uh, it's, oh man, it's, it's hard to talk about because there's just so many great scenes from this movie. Um, the guy is just an absolute goofball. Um, he drives this tiny little car. <laughs> uh, one of the very first scenes, he parks in the in the parking lot at the science uh, facility he works at, and he parks right in between these two cars where he can't open his doors. He's sitting there <laughs> slamming his door into the two vehicles. He climbs out the the sunroof. <clears throat> and it's all time to time to engage the anti theft device. And it shows him rolling his tire through the uh, through the through the lobby basically because he took off his tire so nobody steals his <laughs> car. Uh, so many great lines from this movie. If you've never seen it, look up Rocket Man. It's uh, so One of the things I think of like at the when you mention Rocket Man is when they're on Mars mm-hmm. and they're in their space. <laughs> And he farts, and his yeah. suit gets all big. He's just wobbling. So yeah, one of the other characters, his uh, oxygen tank stops working, oh, yeah. and uh, they have to share a hose to share oxygen. And Steve Randall starts farting, <laughs> and his suit gets really big, and then that the fart starts to come through the hose. <laughs> oh man, what a oh man, what a great silly movie. That's um, a good one. I think it's our brother Preston's favorite movie. Just oh man, what a funny movie! It's one that gets quote quoted often. Like he, uh, so they go up to Mars with a with a chimp. Oh yeah. He's part of the mission. Well, they're supposed to be in these pods um, to help them sleep for like three straight months. Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't want to just hang out on a rocket for months while you're waiting to get to Mars. And while Steve is uh, distracted, the chimp hops to his pod. So Steve tries to hop into the tiny little monkey pod. It doesn't quite close. He wakes up like 
20 minutes later, <laughs> he's alone on the ship by himself for three months. At first, he's having himself a good old time, and then he starts to lose his mind because he's by himself. <laughs> yes. He eats all their food. And he, he uses their food to paint. Oh, yeah. Um, Michelangelo's, yeah. Uh, where Adam and God are touching fingers, but it's him and the chimp. <laughs> Man, what a, uh, what a great movie. And it's a great movie. Uh, the next we have is Sandlot, and that's pretty classic for the 90s. It's been a long time since I've watched that movie, though, so you might have to... It's actually filmed in Utah. Oh, yeah. Like the, the scene at the pool uh, where Squints pretends he's dying. Yeah. So he can get the uh, the lifeguard to give him mouth-to-mouth uh-huh. kisses her. That was, a, I think it was a Layton or, like, Kaysville pool or something like that. Oh, okay. And then when they go, when they chew the... Chewing tobacco, and they go to the ride the rides. Uh, they're at Lagoon. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that movie, um, I think it's supposed to be based in like the 60s or 70s. Um, but you know, their kid moves into a new town. He tries to make friends over the summer. He finds all these kids playing baseball at the park. And decides to join them. He has no idea how to play baseball, but they they kind of let him play along with them. Uh, there's a dog right next to the, uh, the the ballpark that is has all these stories about it. That it's this dog that eats kids, and they're so afraid of it. That the guy that owns the house is this evil guy. That, mm-hmm. um, yeah, definitely just a classic movie. Um, it always surprises me that it was made in the 90s because it does have that just old school feel to it. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to add on the Sandlot there? No, I think you did it nicely. Okay. <laughs> All right, so next is Forrest Gump, which I don't know who like wrote this movie, but man, what an amazing imagination this person had. Yeah. Uh, you know, Forrest... He's got learning disabilities, and he's also got these messed up, le- like, bow-legged legs, where he's got to be in these these braces as a kid. Uh, but even with all these challenges he has, you know, he he's a, he uh, gets to play college football because he can run super fast. He goes and he joins the, the army, and he ends up saving a bunch of his platoon. He... Uh, Starts his own shrimp boat camp company. He runs across the country multiple times. Um, and the funny thing about the movie is that he keeps, you know, he becomes an All-American in football. So he goes to the White House and he meets the president. Um, he saves his platoon. He, you know, he, he earns a Congressional Medal of Honor. Goes and meets the president. <laughs> and then uh, what's the last thing he does to go meet the president? At some point, he's the ping pong champ. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a ping pong Olympic champion. <laughs> and so he's like, so I went to the White House again, met the president again. Um, it's actually, no legs. It's actually a really cool movie if you want to know, like, what was going on in America in yeah. the 60s and early 70s with the civil rights movement, with the war in Vietnam. Uh, you know, just all the stuff going on at that time. Um, 
Yeah. Anything you want to add on, on Forrest Gump? I just think of when he says, Lieutenant Dan, you've got no legs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just got to get my sea legs underneath me, Gump. But Lieutenant Dan, you ain't got no legs. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so the next one is Twister. And I recently watched that within the last couple of years. And I forgot, like, what it had been completely about. It's really cool. It's also kind of terrifying. Yeah. When you think about that, like, actually happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely didn't remember about the whole Aunt... Is it Aunt May? Yeah. I forgot about that part, so I was stressed. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> before, before that happens, there's a great line in there where they go to Aunt May's house to uh-huh. eat. And, uh... She, had, she gives out all these steaks. And one of the guys goes, goes, Aunt May, where'd you get all this beef? She goes, do you see my cows out front? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's well, a good movie. That's one of those movies, though, where as a kid, like as a little kid watching it, there were scenes that really scared me. Yeah. Because it, it's kind of a freaky movie. Yeah. Uh, but there's the one scene where they're at the drive-in theater. And yeah. uh, the Shining is playing, and then a tornado comes through the screen and rips it in half while um, Jack Nicholson's character is axing through the door. <laughs> uh, that movie, I remember I was obsessed with Dodge Rams after that movie because Bill Pagson's character drives this uh, this red Dodge Ram it has the you know it has the camper shell on the back just this beautiful beautiful truck and ends up getting eaten up by a tornado spoiler alert um <laughs> all of this <is> spoiler <laughs> yeah that's actually a good point um if you haven't seen these movies they're 30 years old so so uh i don't think <laughs> sorry <laughs> uh, sorry not sorry <laughs> But that, that movie's actually got some really good characters in it, too. Like, yeah, Bill Paxton. Isn't the guy that is on the other team, isn't that played by... Uh, Carrie Elwes, or... What a, however you say his last name. I love him. He's yeah. fantastic. Uh, what's what's his name in that? It's, um... I can't remember. Uh, it's, a, it's a Nightcrawler. What... Crap, what's his name? (laughs) Jonas Miller. Oh, okay. So, excuse my language real quick here, but there's a scene where they're (laughs) they're driving up, and Bill Paxton character looks over, and he's like, Jonas Miller, son of a bitch. He goes, what? That's Jonas Miller. He's a night crawler. (laughs) Yep. I love that scene. Looks funny. And then you got Helen Hunt. Oh, and Phil- yeah. And even though he plays a smaller role, Philip, Philip Seymour Hoffman is in that movie. And I think he is an amazing actor. Unfortunately, he died a couple years ago. Um, but everything he's in, he does such an amazing job with. In this movie, he plays more of a goofball mm-hmm. that's just kind of chasing the storms with him. I don't think he actually has a job with them. <laughs> like, everybody else is these, like, scientists. They have all these computers and graphs and all this. I think he's just along for the ride. Um, 
So before we get to the last 10 we have here, we have a few honorable mentions. We're not going to go in depth on them. I just wanted to list them out um, just as movies that didn't quite make the cut, but they're really good movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have Coneheads, which is Dan Aykroyd and Jane Curtin. Uh, Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. Oh, love that um, one. Which is... Um, Lisa Kudrow and... Yeah. That, uh, I can't remember I can't. her name. Isn't, isn't that like Mir... I don't know. I can't remember her name. That, Sorry. That movie is a trip. It is so funny. Um, and then Carpool. This was actually my favorite movie when I was a kid. Uh-huh. I watched it over and over and over again. It's great. Uh, Tom Arnold is one of the main characters in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Big Daddy. Uh, actually, surprised I didn't end up putting it in the top 20. Adam Sandler. I think it's one of Adam Sandler's best roles. Because yeah. he plays a silly, but he... He has to be way more serious than he is in any of his other roles. Uh-huh. Um, and whoever wrote the story did a really good job of making it silly, but also putting a lot of heart into the movie. Yeah. Liar, Liar, <laughs> which is a great Jim Carrey movie. And it so also great. has Carrie Elways in it. Or, yes, it does. He's the uh, kind of stepdad-ish guy. Yeah, he's the boyfriend wanting to marry the That's, ex-wife. Yeah. Well, it's funny, I don't know if you watched any of the Johnny Depp case, but the entire time I just kept thinking of every time that Jim Carrey's character was in the courtroom, like, he's badgering the witness! It's his witness! (laughs) Who did this to you? A madman! Man at the end of his rope! (laughs) What do you look like? Uh, 6'2", kind of gangly, big teeth. (laughs) What are you doing? Kicking my ass, you mind? Oh, I love that movie. Oh, man. And then there's Jurassic Park. Um, one of the best special effects movies. Yeah. Probably. I mean, it, it still holds up even now. Like, you watch it now, you can definitely tell that it's animatronic, dinosaurs yeah. and all. It's not the same as when you watched it as a kid. But it's pretty amazing still. Yeah. Well, I had never seen it until uh, 2020 when the pandemic was going on. Um the movie theaters were having like $5 movies and playing all the old classics. So I got oh, to watch yeah. that one in theaters. And it's really funny. I never knew what the Jeff Goldblum like meme was. Yeah. And man, do they like focus on that for a long time. I I love Jeff Goldblum. Because he's great. For whatever reason, he's allowed to play himself in yeah. every single movie he does. And it always works. Yeah, he's great. Like, his, his role in this latest Thor movie, uh, Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's just Jeff Goldblum, but in a different costume. Yeah. But it just works. But um, anyway, then there's Mulan. I I love Mulan. It's a great Disney movie. Mm-hmm. has has uh, Donny Osmond play, sings the, uh, the Be a Man song. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, just really great Disney movie. Uh, before Disney got into just superheroes or sequels like everybody has everything now is sequels and yeah and superheroes and that's one of the cool things about doing this list was there were just so many original ideas um for movies yeah um and then it's tarzan which i think has the greatest movie soundtrack oh it certainly does like it's this movie about an ape man and phil collins made this amazing soundtrack um I quote that movie 
often. Yeah. <laughs> often. And Daddy, he took my boot. Those are the boots I bought you. My favorite is that Tarzan associates the sound of a gun with, uh, <laughs> Clayton. with Clayton. So a gun goes off, he's like, Clayton! I also love that. Tarzan? Oh, I see. No, 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 no. No. I'm Jay. <laughs> and then last, in the uh, kind of honorable mentions, is Braveheart. This is an amazing movie. It's not fully historically factual, but it follows William Wallace, uh, who really fought for... Uh, Scotland's freedom from from the English. Mm-hmm. Um, Mel Gibson is he's one of my favorite actors of all time. As a human, I don't really think he's that great, <laughs> but as an actor, he's amazing. Whether yeah. it's Braveheart, Bad Max, Patriot, um, he does such a great job. Just so you know, though, if you have never watched Braveheart, it's really violent, kind of gory. Yeah, and it's like three hours long. Yeah, it's really long, <laughs> but it's definitely worth the watch. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. But with that, we'll go ahead and get into the last uh, 10 of this list. So what I have next is The Big Lebowski. Um, I know you haven't seen this one. Mm -mm. This is um, Jeff Bridges, which if you're not familiar with Jeff Bridges, he plays the bad guy in Iron Man, the first Iron Man. Um, He's the, the gymnast coach in Stick It. Oh, okay. Okay. He is he is a really good actor, and this is one of the only roles I've ever seen him play, like, a really silly character in. Mm-hmm. So he plays a guy named Jeff Lebowski, but he goes by The Dude. <laughs> um, the Dude Abides, is what he always likes to say. Um, and then um, John Goodman this is his best friend. He plays Walter. And John Goodman is a Vietnam vet that still has major PTSD oh. and does not deal with it. He's angry all the time. And then Steve Buscemi is their, is their friend, um, Donnie. He plays Donnie. Um, but basically the main plot of the movie is so the dude is, he's a burnout. He's a, you know, he smokes weed. He lives off the government. Like he's, you know, just kind of hanging out. He doesn't really have anything going. And there's another guy in town named Jeff Lebowski, who's a millionaire. Oh. And the the dude comes home one day, and these guys start beating him up in his apartment. They're, they stuff his head to the, to the toilet. This is one of my favorite lines from the movie. They're like, where's the money, Lebowski? Where's the money? <laughs> they lift him out. He goes, I don't know what you're talking about. And they put him back in. Where's the money? <laughs> they pull him back out. He goes, Actually, I think it's I think it's back in there. Let me check. <laughs> so they pull him out. Like, where's where's the money? Your wife Bunny owes us a lot of money. He goes, my wife. Does does anything about this place look like a woman lives here? I mean, the toilet seats up. Come on. <laughs> um, so he ends up going to the other Lebowski, the big Lebowski, the billionaire, Jeff, um, and. Uh, He's like, hey, man, like, these guys came asking for money. They trashed my apartment. And this guy basically tells him to, you know, to screw off. Mm -hmm. Well, a little bit later, a few days later, he gets a call from this Lebowski. And uh, he's like, my wife's been kidnapped. I want you to give the kidnappers the ransom and get my wife back for me. And so the rest of the movie becomes about them trying to get his wife back for him. Meanwhile, they're kind of intermixed into all this different uh, crime 
the groups, basically. Very, very funny movie. Uh, John Goodman's character is just ridiculous in this movie. Uh, so yeah, Big Lebowski. It's also rated R. There's a little bit of nudity in it. It's mostly just for the language. Uh, Sam Elliott is also in this movie. He played, He's the narrator. And he also meets up with the dude in a bar. Um, they have a little conversation. And then Philip Seymour Hoffman is also in this movie, like he was in Twister. Uh, he plays Jeff Lebowski, the, the millionaire's <clears throat> like personal assistant. Um, yeah, fantastic movie. One of my absolute favorites. Not of just the 90s, just in general. Hmm. Uh, the next one is Clueless, <laughs> which is pretty iconic. For the life of me right now, I can't think of any quotes, though, but she's about this 16-year-old girl in high school who's essentially clueless. Um, she can't drive. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's got uh, Paul Rudd's in it. Ah, yes. Uh, <clears throat> guy plays Turk from uh, Scrubs. Oh, yeah. And then um, what's the uh, the other girl? Um, uh, Brittany Murphy. Well, Brittany Murphy's in, yeah, she's in it also. Um, but her her best friend. Oh. Um, I can only think of her character, Dion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, her dad's a multi-millionaire, so she basically has it has the easy life. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, was it? He says to her as she's leaving the door, uh, heading out the door. He's like. She's like, he's like, why are you wearing that? It's chilly out or something like that. What is it he says? It's like, you're wearing underwear. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and she puts on this tiny little see-through jacket. She goes, it's hot. I have a jacket. Can I wear a jacket? That movie, though, if you watch it, like, that's why people think Paul Rudd is a vampire. Because he looks exactly the same. Yeah, it's... He's fantastic. Almost 30 years later, and he looks exactly the same. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, so next I have is Billy Madison. Yeah. Um, Love that movie. I, I think Adam Sandler is probably the king of the 90s. Jim Carrey is close, I would say. But Adam Sandler just had so many hits in the 90s. And Billy Madison is one of my favorites. Um, so many great quotes from this movie. So many. Um, you know, he's... A lot like the character from Clueless, his dad's a, a multi-millionaire, so he doesn't have to really do anything, but he's an adult. He's out of high school, you know, he's he just kind of hangs out at the mansion all day. Um, one of the very first scenes, he gets really drunk, and he's out by the pool all day long, so he's delirious. And he, he runs to the, uh, the mailbox in his little uh, golf cart, and while he's there, he... Uh, hallucinates and sees this penguin, this <laughs> giant penguin. He's all, he's all, oh, what's a penguin doing out here? It's too hot for a penguin. And the gardener's standing right there and he goes, he goes, Mr. Madison, there's no penguin. And he starts chasing after you. He's like, call the zoo. <laughs> I love when he goes to the one girl's house and he, he's drunk and he sees the penguin and he's like, oh. I see so, what's going on here. Sorry to interrupt. Proceed. And then, uh, 
It's got a lot of little side characters in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Farley's in it. He's the bus driver. Oh, yeah. Um, he's a very angry bus driver. He does not want to do his job. So great, grand, wonderful. Everybody get on the bus! <laughs> um, got the awesome peeing your pants scene. Yeah. Peeing uh, your pants is cool. Consider me Miles Davis. That's the grossest thing I've heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, Norm McDonald's in it, but he's got this tiny little part. But I, I love anything that Norm McDonald's in. I think he's he's the master of like the anti uh, uh, punchline, where he just says something silly without actually throwing a punchline in. Mm-hmm. But the way he says it is just funny. Who does he play? So he plays one of his best friends that hangs out at the pool. Oh, so okay. Billy's been in school for so. If you're not familiar with the movie, Billy goes back to school. He's got to go from first to twelfth grade to prove to his dad that he can he can take over the family business, basically. Um, but he's been in school for like I think he's in like seventh grade at this point, so it's been a while. Mm-hmm. And Norm Macdonald's character's hanging out at the pool with the other buddy. He goes, he goes, hey, where's Billy? He goes, he's at school, man. He goes, oh yeah. Yep. Um, and you got that awesome music number, musical number. Yeah. <laughs> hey there, kids. I, you thought that I, I was, was dead. dead. <laughs> oh, the clown. <laughs> oh, man. I can't even remember how it goes, but that's a funny, funny part. Yeah. So, definitely a very, very funny movie. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Adam Sandler just killed it in the 90s. Yeah. He has a lot of other really good stuff, but I think the 90s is where he really was at his best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next one is Tommy Boy. Now, it's been a very long time since I've seen this movie, so I only r- remember bits and pieces of it. But I remember the part where he sings that he's a fat guy in a little coat. Fat guy in a little coat. <laughs> <laughs> he, um... So this is where I was talking about David Spade being like the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Just like Steve Martin, where they're the perfect straight character, where uh, they kind of keep the, the everything moving. They have their own little quips here and there, but they kind of balance out the, the ridiculousness of Chris Farley. Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie, you know, Chris Farley, his dad runs this automotive company. Uh, Chris... Uh, what's... Tommy. Tommy's been in school for like six or seven years like when he gets off the plane after graduating from college he's all so a lot of people go to college for seven years and richard which is david smith's character he was yeah they're called doctors <laughs> um but tommy boy his uh his dad dies very soon after uh tommy gets back and so tommy's got a to sell enough brake pads, that's the, the big thing the company's been working on. He's got to go out on the road, sell enough brake pads to keep the company running, keep everybody employed. Um, and so the majority of the movie is about their adventure on the road. And it is just oh, fantastic. Because um, at first, Dave Spade's character is trying to keep Tommy from saying too much. And it, they just can't make any sales. Um, and when Tommy is allowed to really be the comedic genius that Chris Farley is. And just just talk. Um, people fall in love with him. They start making all these sales. Um, there's one amazing scene where he's they're selling up this guy and he uh, 
the guy has these model cars on the on the desk, and they're they're pretty expensive model cars. And he's like, he grabs them real quick. He goes, he goes, let's say you're driving around and you have our brake pads. Oh, you you see a deer? Oh, came to a nice little stop. Let's say you're using the competitors brake pads he grabs another one of the model cars he goes deer comes on the road i can't stop <laughs> flips the car around he he pulls out a lighter sets the little model car on fire <laughs> we're burning alive <laughs> the guy still ends up buying brake pads front <laughs> so yeah. um uh but it's also got some other great characters that show up. Dan Aykroyd's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob Lowe, really young Rob Lowe is in it. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen Tommy Boy, definitely one to, to pick up and watch. Uh, Watches uh, David Spade's character's car gets destroyed throughout the movie as you're driving around. First, uh, Tommy Boy uh, knocks off the door. And then a deer destroys the entire inside of the vehicle. Um, definitely just a, a classic. Um, next I have is What About Bob? <laughs> this movie has some of the greatest lines in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Bill Murray, which Bill Murray is such Fantastic. a such an amazing actor. Uh, if you haven't ever seen Caddyshack, that one was in the 80s. Go watch Caddyshack uh, or Ghostbusters or whatever. But uh, <clears throat> what about Bob? Bob is this, he's uh, not schizophrenic. He's just has insane social anxiety. He's a germaphobe. He doesn't ever want to leave his apartment. Mm-hmm. And he's gone through tons of psychiatrists that have tried to help him. And they eventually, the psychiatrist he's with, eventually dumps him on to Dr. Leo Marvin who's played by Richard Dreyfus, and um, Bill, or, uh, Bob feels like they're starting to make progress. They have this first meeting, and Dr. Leo Marvin is going on vacation for like a month, and Bob freaks out about this, and he is constantly calling him, trying to figure out a way to go see Dr. Marvin. He eventually fakes that he committed his own suicide, and so they they have to get Dr. Marvin's uh, address so that they can uh, they can kind of debrief him and ask him about what he talked about with Bob. Mm-hmm. And so Bob randomly shows up in this town in New Hampshire <laughs> um, at the lake, and so Bob spends the you know, the couple of weeks or whatever with the family. The family falls in love with him, but mm-hmm. Dr. Marvin is losing his mind. Completely losing his mind. He tries to take him to an insane asylum. <laughs> and after an hour, the insane asylum calls him up, and they're like, like, hey, you need to come pick this guy up. Like, there's nothing wrong with him. And he's he's sitting in the cafeteria holding court. Like, he's got the all the, uh, the orderlies, all the patients just sitting around him, listening to him tell jokes and stories. Um... Which comes to one of my favorite lines. They he picks him up. They start driving back to the house, and Doctor Marvin pulls over the the car. He's all he's all get out. He goes he goes what? Where do you want me to go? Go get out of the car. <laughs> he makes Bob get out, and uh, 
want some of the people in town to end up driving Bob back to the house. <laughs> um, man, do you have any lines from the movie that? There's there's one that I quote a lot, and I can't think of it right now. Dang it. I can't remember. One of the great things from that movie is uh, he sits down to eat dinner with them the first time. And he sits there, he's all, mmm, 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 Dr. Marvin, would you stop that? Um, the movie ends up with Dr. Marvin completely going insane. Like, he's in a vegetative state by the end of the movie because Bob has just ruined his life so much, even though the rest of the family falls in love with the guy. But uh, Dr. Marvin's sister falls in love with Bob. They're getting married in the very last scene. And all of a sudden, he snaps out of his vegetative state. He's like, get off of my sister! <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, the next one is Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. I feel like this one a lot of people have not seen. Yeah. It. I quote the, I'm right on top of that rose, a lot. Mm-hmm. And I've only found a couple of people who knew what I was talking about. I've probably told every single boss I've ever had that at least once. I'm right on top of that rose. Mm-hmm. And no one ever knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's a good movie. Um, the mom decides to like up and leave her kids for the summer to go in Australia or something with her boyfriend, and so she gets this super old lady to come be the babysitter. And is it Christina Applegate? Yep. Um, she I can't remember her character's name, but she plays like the main girl who's like 16 or 17 and they're all upset because they don't think they need a babysitter and then the babysitter ends up being like the super crazy strict mean lady mm-hmm. and then she dies because <laughs> she sees the one teenage son's room and i think she has a heart attack from it yeah because he's got uh pinup girls and he's yeah. got pot stuff all over the place and it's just a mess so she freaks out about it. So instead of reporting it and, like, making it known that, hey, our babysitter died, they just drop her body off at... The fire station. Yeah. With a, with a note on the box that says, uh, like, nice old lady inside or something like that. Died of natural causes. Yeah. Well, then they find out that the old lady had all of the money, like, in her pocket. So they essentially uh, lost all of their money so then the main girl has to go get a job and she pretends she's older than she is and she's pretends she has all these qualifications and it's just it's funny what what's so great about the movie too is like it could have just been chaos Mm -hmm. which it it is for a little bit like she's off working she brings home the petty cash. The kids oh, start yeah. stealing it. Um, people are the the little boy gets injured. Like it's just insane. And she kind of figures out how to become an adult while she's going through this. Um, and the kids step up. Uh, they all like the the brother that's just younger than her or just older. I 
I don't know what he is. I think he's younger. A, you know, super pothead, but he ends up cleaning himself up, learns how to cook, becomes mm-hmm. passionate about cooking. Um, they all grow up and learn how to take care of themselves by the time the mom gets home, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of the better, like, written parts of the movie. Uh, it's just, you know, you could go fully silly or you can go, you know, half silly, half drama or whatever. And they do a really good job of blending that in this movie. Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, a, it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Oh, so next is uh, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. Oh, now, the it. first Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, it's in the 90s. It's it's pretty good, um, but it's not nearly as just joke after joke like this one is. Um, this is one of Jim Carrey's best movies. Uh, at least I think so. I think <clears> so. Um, you know, he's a pet, he's a pet detective. <laughs> In this movie, he's at the very beginning. He's living in the monastery, pretending, you know, not pretending. Oh yeah, be, being Cause, a monk. Because he lost an animal. Yeah. He was trying to save it, and then it fell out of his hands, and so then he goes to the monastery. <laughs> this guy comes looking for him at the monastery, and he's asking for him. He's asking like the head monk, basically. I don't, I don't know what you'd call him, the high priest or whatever. Yeah. Um. He asks him. He's like. He's all looking for Ace Ventura. He's a pet detective. He asks him all these questions. He goes, I don't know what you're talking about. He goes, he likes to bend over and talk out of his butt. Oh, him. <laughs> so he he uh, convinces Ace to, to leave the monastery and come help him find uh, an animal. He doesn't tell him what it is at the time because it's a bat. Ace is afraid of bats. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is one of those movies where it's a joke a minute. Um, yeah. Ace's character is just ridiculous. He flails around when he walks. Um, he, uh, during the movie, he ends up, uh, well, they go and they help this this tribe, this uh, indigenous tribe of where, wherever it is they are in Africa. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like a the, the main chief is going around or uh, saying hi to people as a greeting, and he's like, he's like, Bumblebee Achua, or something something like that. And so Ace goes around the rest of the village, Bumblebee Tuna? Bumblebee Tuna. And then uh, <clears throat> the bat that, they're, that he's looking for, it's it's named Shikaka. And anytime they say Shikaka, it's uh, treated with this reverence where they have to kneel and they have to act like it's a god basically mm-hmm. and so Ace starts messing with him he goes shish kebab Chicago Chicago you're out of there <laughs> um yeah just oh man such a funny movie he uh he's driving around uh like a safari vehicle and he comes to this big mansion to ask the, the millionaire that lives there questions. And instead of slowing down and parking it, he just starts rolling the vehicle. <laughs> and it lands right in the parking spot. He's like, like a glove. <laughs> oh, what does he say? He's like, what a lovely room of death you have. Oh, yeah. He's got heads all over the wall, um, taxidermy heads. He's on, And he's freaking out. He goes, he goes something wrong? He goes, no. What a lovely room of death you have here. 
That's a good one. All right, down to the last three here. Uh, the next one is The Truman Show, which is also Jim Carrey. <laughs> and I first saw this movie when I was in high school, and I just, I love it. It's not one that I watch over and over and over again, but I'll watch here and there, and it's, I don't know, it's very enjoyable. Um, it's about this guy, Truman. Um, he lives this, like, picture-perfect life. Has, he has, what does he say? Um, when he's saying hi to his neighbor, he's like, if I, if I don't see you, um, good afternoon, good night, and something, I can't remember. Um, but then it turns out that it's actually all fake. <laughs> this director, like, I don't know, adopted him as a baby, yeah. and they just created this whole little town for him. And he starts to figure it out. Um, and who's his best friend of that movie? I can't remember. But one of the things is he lost his dad when he was young mm -hmm. because of they were like out on a boat or something. And essentially, it was just to make it so he was too afraid to sail off because that was one of his dreams was to sail somewhere. <clears throat> and then one of the extras later on happened to be his dad and he recognized him so then they had to make a whole like comeback of like oh here i am child i don't know it's funny yeah it's it's basically a reality show about this guy growing up yeah and it's like a 24 7 show they never ever cut it mm -hmm. and then <laughs> the wife is always advertising things yeah. and truman's like looking around like who are you talking to She's like, wouldn't you like a nice uh, ice-cold Pepsi-Cola mm -hmm. or something? <laughs> I love that movie. That's a good one. Um, so my last one, and I wanted to make this list where it kind of came down to our best ones, our favorites. So my last one is Dumb and Dumber. This is this is a movie. My, our family loves quoting movies, mm -hmm. and we can go, you know, basically beginning to end with this movie quote the entire thing so funny. um it's uh jim carrey and uh jeff daniels uh-huh which kind of cool about this movie is they they have so many different actors to play these two um they asked steve martin mark short oh they asked tom cruise they had, uh, matthew broderick basically any comedic actor of the time before uh -huh. they got down to these guys they picked jim carrey because he had just done the mask oh yeah and uh they get Jeff Daniels, and everybody told the director, like, don't get Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels is a really good actor. He's not a comedy actor. Yeah. Um, he won't be able to keep up with Jim Carrey. Um, but he does an amazing job. And his his scene in the toilet makes the entire movie <laughs> by its own. Oh, man. That that scene, you know, our our dad, he, <laughs> he doesn't just chuckle ever. It's... It's either he's not laughing or he's dying laughing. Yeah. And this scene. That one makes him cry. <laughs> he's, he's, he's had to have seen it like 50 times. And it makes him red and purple in the face. And just <laughs> laughing, crying. Oh, man. And of then, course, our mom hates it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, the main, you know, plot of the movie, if you've never seen it, um, they're, they're just kind of working job to job. They're just kind of surviving. Um. And Jim Carrey's character is working as a limo driver, <laughs> and he picks up this lady, uh, Mary Swanson, and drives her to the airport, and he sees that she leaves her briefcase on the ground, so he goes and he snacks it, 
and he decides he got to go to Aspen where she's going mm-hmm. to return her uh, her suitcase to her. And so they go on this long country uh, cross country road trip in their uh, their van that is made to look like a dog because Harry works for a dog salon, mm-hmm. so it looks just like a uh, like a shepherd. Uh huh. Um, and you know, there's all these these different things that happen on the road. Um, like they get pulled over, and the cop that pulls them <laughs> over is the guy that plays Rocket Man. I can't. I don't know why I can't think of his name. Um, but Lloyd had just been peeing in all these beer bottles, oh, yeah. like he couldn't stop. And the cop comes up and he goes, he goes, oh, throwing back a little bit of Grandpa's old cough syrup, are you? And he, he takes the beer and he's like, he's like, no, you don't want to drink that. He goes, you'll shut your mouth if you know what's good for you. <laughs> he takes a sip of it, starts freaking out, and he goes, you two get the hell out of here. Uh-huh. Um, I love how he's like, pull over. It's a <laughs> cardigan. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> But the reason Mary left that briefcase is her husband was actually kidnapped, and she it was filled with money, and she left the briefcase for the uh, kidnappers to basically come pick up the money as the ransom, and then she'd get her husband back. Well, Lloyd steals the money. He goes all the way to Aspen with it. They don't know that the money is in there until they get there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then they get all these fancy things and yeah once they figure out that the money's there they're like they're like okay we're gonna use the money responsibly anything we take we'll put back yeah we're good for it <laughs> they start just buying all this insane stuff they buy a lamborghini they're uh watching a, a they're watching tv and it's just a commercial that's kind of sad and they're bawling their eyes out wiping their <laughs> Their eyes and blowing their nose with the money. Well, what's that song that plays while they're getting their, like, little makeovers? Oh, what is it? I think of that... No, anytime I hear that song, I think of where they take, like, the drill whatever thing up to his toenails. And that part used to gross me out so much I couldn't watch it. (laughs) (laughs) But now it's funny. I can't remember what song that is. Anytime it comes on, that's what I think of. I can't remember. But then, yeah, just so many great scenes from that movie. Yeah. Um, here, just one second here. Okay, and the last one we have is Never Been Kissed. And this one is my all-time favorite movie. About this girl who, when she was in high school, she was just the biggest geek the biggest dork her nickname was Josie Grossy and then she's when she's 25 she's a reporter or she's she's like an edit editor or something and she gets the chance to do an undercover story by going back to high school and it's it's just so funny I watched that movie so many times and it's just so great to quote because um, she's she's still just that weird, quirky person, but she's trying to be cool. And she gets in with the popular kids and who's the uh, the love interest in that? Uh, his name is Guy. Yeah, do you remember, do you know the, who plays it though? I don't. Uh, but her, so her crush in high school when she was young, his name was Billy, and oh, yeah. she's up in front of the class. When she's back in high school doing her undercover stuff, 
and she's explaining who she is, which she <laughs> says that they're sheep farmers. Um, but she sees Guy walk in, but she automatically thinks it's Billy. So then she's just like, Billy? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, you live in Billy? <laughs> uh, Billy proper. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. I love it. Um, there's this super attractive, he's like an English Shakespeare teacher that they end up falling for each other. And it's this big thing because she's technically in high school and he's an adult, but it's great. See, that's one that I've only ever seen little scenes of. Oh, I've never it. sat down and watched it, but every little scene I've seen of it, it's been hilarious. Like, that's one that I could quote from start to finish. It's just, it's so great. All right, well, that's that's our list. Um, there's a few more I wanted to list really quickly um, that I just kind of forgot about. That um, So first off is The Wedding Singer. Oh, yeah. Has Drew Barrymore, who's in Never Been Kissed, and uh, Adam Sandler. Uh, but in that one, she's Julia Gulia. Julia Gulia, yeah. <laughs> um, another one is In the Line of Fire. Um, Clint Eastwood, he's a uh, Secret Service member. He was actually there when JFK was murdered. And now he's way older, and this next president, there's a guy that calls in saying he's going to murder this president, and that guy is played by John Malkovich, which I don't know if you know who John Malkovich is, just kind of an insane person, just in general, but he's a great actor, does an amazing job in this movie, so the whole movie is Clint Eastwood trying to find John Malkovich's character and stop him from assassinating the president, and it also has Dylan McDermott in it um, as Clint Eastwood's assistant, basically. Which, if you don't know who Dylan McDermott is, he's he looks like a fake person. Like he looks like he was <laughs> he looks like he was created in the lab. Like he is <laughs> he perfect bone structure, these steely blue eyes. Like he looks like a not real person. <laughs> Every time I see him in a movie, I'm just like that. Nah, no. <laughs> um, and then uh, there's one more I was gonna say. Uh oh, the movie Seven. Uh, it's Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman. It, they're hunting down a uh, serial killer, basically. It's where the quote "What's in the box" comes from, because at the very end, uh, they finally figure all this stuff out. Brad Pitt's character seems like he's gonna get killed, and he starts screaming "What's in the box?" because the box has all the answers to what's going on in the movie. Um. Yeah, that's a really good one. You have any others that you want to really quickly just bring up? Um, I th- I think that's probably good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Happy Gilmore also. Um, <laughs> just but, Adam Sandler, he yeah. ruled. So I I heard that Bob Barker actually does the fight scene. Oh, does he? Yeah. That's awesome. They want, they want to get a stunt double, and he goes, I know how to fight. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. So that was our list. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Kayla, thank you again for, for joining me. I, I know you have done a podcast before, <laughs> and it's always fun to do it for your first time. So, again, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thank you. Um, but with that, going to go ahead and end this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. And if you the While We're Waiting podcast, Real quick, before I finish this. So while we're waiting, if you don't remember, it comes from the movie Caddyshack. 
the judge at the very end. It's, well, we're waiting. <laughs> and the sign-off actually comes from the movie Tombstone. And it's my favorite line from the movie Tombstone, and I'll leave you with that. Well, bye. <laughs>